Forest City Church. Anyone and everyone. Morning, Forest City Church. This morning, how would I describe my feelings? I think bittersweet because, um, one, I don't get to be there. I had planned a family vacation, and uh, we're out with our new grandbaby. And uh, so I'm not here this morning. But uh, I wish I could be because, as I said, it's bittersweet. This is our very own Charmant Pittman's last Sunday with us. And I wanted to say a few things about this young man before he preaches to all of us. Um, I wanted you to know how proud I am of him, of the work that he's done on our behalf and your behalf here, uh, not just with young people. What you may not know is Charmant has been a fixture in the community of Rockford in so many different areas. He has been connected to places like Rock House Kids and others, and he has adopted our city in a way that only Charmon could. And um, I will tell you that as this young man prepares to step into his next adventure and go on his next journey, the reality is he will be missed by us as a church, but he's going to be missed by Rockford. But this is what we know is um, he's always welcome here. Like this is his second home. And so this morning, I am so proud and so honored that I get to introduce Sharman Pittman to preach to us in this act series. Will you give it up for this young man, Sharman? Amen, amen. Um, before I get into my message, I want to acknowledge the woman of my life that I'm marrying in about two weeks. Her, Jennifer right here, and our dad, Pop, stand up. They drove up here 16 hours, 15 hours to make sure that all of our stuff got in before we take off to Atlanta to get married and come back. So, Pops, thank you for my baby. I appreciate you. Baby, thank you. Um, but as I have been prepping for this message, y'all, it's been, it's been interesting because there's been so many different emotions. There's been so many different thoughts that I've had in trying to culminate all of these different thoughts into a message is not even possible. It's just not possible. So what I want to share with you all today, I believe is extremely important to the body of Christ. I believe it is extremely pivotal to our faith. So my heart is that you would hear, not Charmon, but that you would hear the word of God in a way that would quicken your spirit, that would allow you to take hold to what the Bible is telling us, th- that we could really be the church in Acts, that we could really see the miracles and the wonders of God. Amen. Now, Paul said this in First Corinthians, and this is something that I really, really, really just kind of take taking a hold to anytime I preach in first Corinthians chapter two, verse five, Paul says this, I relied only on the power of the Holy spirit. I did this. So you would, you would trust not in human wisdom. So not in Charmaine, not in the pastor, not in the worship team, not whomever you've put on the platform, but that you would trust in the power of God. In the power of God. I don't care how eloquent a communicator is. 
I don't care how charismatic a communicator is. If the power of God is not present, it means nothing. It means nothing. So when we hear these texts, when we hear verses like this, let us take hold to them in our hearts so that we can see the full power of the manifestation of God. Now, so before I jump into the text, I just want to pray and then we're going to get started. Y'all ready? Buckle up. We're about to have some fun. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Father, thank you. Father, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for granting us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for, for the love that you've bestowed upon us. Thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. Every single one of us in this room has a testimony in some way that you've brought them through. So, Father, thank you for not just bringing us through, but keeping us through. So, Father, we thank you. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing, holy, and acceptable in your eyes. It's in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, as a church, we're in this series with going through the book of Luke and Acts. And we finished out Luke a couple of weeks ago, about a month or so ago. And the last instruction that St. Luke gave us as he ended the gospel was, now go and wait and tarry for what's about to come. Then we see in Acts chapter 1, the tarrying that they were waiting for was but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit now is on the scene. The power of God is now manifesting in his people. And then in Acts chapter 2, we see what the Holy Spirit what it looks like to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We begin to see the church be birthed. We begin to see how the Holy Spirit works in every single one of us as the body of Christ, as individuals. So again, not just people in positions of leadership, but the body of Christ. The Bible says that they begin to devote themselves to the teachings of the apostles. They begin to sell their possessions to make sure that every single person had what they needed. This is the church. And then we get to Acts chapter chapter 3, where Trev preached on last week. We get a chance to see Peter do something for the first time without the physical presence of Christ. His rabbi is no longer there. His rabbi has left the scene, but his rabbi promised him, hey, listen, it is in your advantage that I go because the one that I'm sending will be what you need in order to carry out the work that I called you to carry out. And as I was looking at the progression of that, I began to think about Peter. Y'all, y'all, know, y'all remember Peter, right? The one who doubted, the one who was walking with Jesus and yet still end up sinking. Y'all know know the Peter I'm talking about, right? Y'all remember the Peter that said, Lord, I won't deny you. Lord, I got you. Jesus, what you talking about? I ain't worried about them. 
Let them come. And in the same breath, Peter, do you know Jesus? Who? I went with him. I don't know that man. That's, that's the Peter we're talking about now. The Peter that denied Christ. The Peter that walked with Christ saw the miracles in the physical power of Christ and yet still doubted as well as denied him. And now we see Peter in chapter 3 standing on the name. When the man said, hey, do you have any silver or gold? Peter said, I don't have that, but what I do have. (laughs) But what I do have is worth way more than that. And that is the power of Jesus Christ. How do we get there? How do we get there? And then in Acts chapter 4, I'm going to read this kind of fast and then we're going to dig into it. It says, they had Peter and John brought before them and begin to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all of the people of Israel, It is by the name of Jesus the Christ. Again, it is by the name of Jesus the Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Let me say that again. There is no other name under heaven given to mankind which we must be saved. So the very fact that God is saying, hey, listen. If you accept him, you saved. The grace of God. The Bible tells us about this power. Raise your hand if you want access to this power. Every hand in this room should go. Every hand in this room should go up. Because it's a power that's. God clearly says in his word, these are not my words, that you will receive it. Not if, you will. That's a definitive statement. Like as a kid when your parents said, if this ain't done, you will get a whooping. That's not a suggestion. That's going to happen. Unless the grace of God moves upon their heart. Then it's a different story. But that's a declaration that we will receive it. And if you're like me, I've often asked myself, and I asked myself this question as I was preparing for this message. I said, Lord, how do I preach a message about somebody being healed 
and not be calling people up to get healed. I'm just being real with y'all. That's what I was thinking. That's, that's my train of thought. Because how do I properly display the power that you said we have access to? And as I begin to think about that, I begin to think about how as the body of Christ, that is a question that we either have silently. That's a question that we have asked. And we've read the text and we've said, well, look, Lord, if you said that I have access to this power, why wasn't so-and-so healed when I said in Jesus' name? Why did my circumstances not change around when I said in Jesus' name, bank account, turn around? Go from negative to positive and surplus. Nothing happened. Why is it that when whatever you want to fill in the blank with? I said in Jesus' name, why did it not happen? And that's something that we all wrestle with or you will wrestle with on this journey of being a believer. And what I began to find as I was looking at this, I began to look at the change in Peter. I begin to look at how Peter went from, again, doubting and denying to professing. From doubting to denying to professing and miracle signs and wonders following. The Bible tells us this in John chapter 15, verse 5. It says, Jesus says this, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Will produce much fruit. And I'm going to stop there and I'm going to come back to this, this text. If we are operating in the power of Christ, we should be seeing a lot of fruit. We should be seeing much fruit. Not just a little. He says much fruit. That's what Jesus said. So when we look around the body of Christ, why are we not seeing the fruit that Jesus said? If you connected to me, you should see much fruit. Why are we not seeing it, brothers and sisters? Is something wrong with God or is something wrong with us? I'm going to answer that question for you. something wrong with us? Ain't nothing wrong with God. If something don't work, it's definitely on you. I'm just telling you, it's definitely on me. <laughs> if it don't happen, I messed up somewhere along the way. I missed something. But when you actually, when, you, when we really look at that and we begin to ask the question, okay, where is this power? How do I have access to this power? The Holy Spirit begin to transform Peter as the Holy Spirit does with us. Now, just because Peter was in proximity to Christ, it doesn't mean that he had the faith. Modern day translation. Just because you come to church don't mean you got the faith. Just because you tithe, you give, you serve, that don't mean you got the faith. So just because I'm in proximity does it mean that I'm even tapping into the power? Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? When Peter was brought before the Sanhedrin and they asked him the question, by whose name and by what power did you do this in? That is, we have to look at the essence of that question. For them to ask that question, that means that 
there's another kind of power you can operate in. The healings that we see take place in the Bible, it didn't just happen by Jesus and the disciples. There were sorcerers. There were, at this particular time, you have the the Roman Empire who believed in a lot of self-idolatry and all of these other different things. So people were doing things. But the question of, but whose name and by what power? Just because we see fruit doesn't necessarily mean that it's God's power. What is the power for you? Is it in a job title? Oh, I did this. You know, I'm the CEO. I made this company happen. Is it in success? Oh, I'm here today because of my power. These things can happen without being connected to the vine. So we then have to ask ourselves just because we see success, just because we see some of these things happening, we have to ask ourselves the question, in whose power am I doing this in? When I look over my life and I see the things and the decisions that I've made that people have looked at me like I'm crazy for making, like meeting our lead pastor, Eric Parks, the end of May, three years ago, and then June 2nd saying, yes, I'm going to move up to Rockford. Knew nobody, knew nothing about Rockford, but yet I knew what God was saying. I had family say, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you do that? Like, everything you know is Atlanta, Georgia. You went to college here. You grew up here. Your friends here. Your family here. Why would you need to go anywhere else? Because God said it. And if I'm going to be connected to this power, I got to be connected to the vine. And if I'm connected to the vine, that means I have to go when he say go. I have to stop when he say stop. I have to do when he say do. Even if I don't want to. Not, just, not when I want to and say, okay, God, this looks great for me. Yes, let me, you know like a catalog, like I'll take this, I'll take this blessing, and I'll take that. All this other stuff, I don't want it. No, it means that I'm accepting everything that comes with the calling because it is for the building of myself so that I can edify the kingdom. So when I talk about this power, the Greek word that would be used in the text would be the dunamis power, which means there is a power that has abilities to make things happen. The type of power that can look at situations, that same power that parted the Red Sea when Moses, the same power when, when Elijah was going back and forth with the prophet Baal and he said, fire, come down. This is the power that we're talking about. And I believe God wants us to walk in that same power today. But there is something that is in common with those that we see and we read this Bible They were connected to the vine. So the power that was produced is everlasting power. Because when we operate outside of the power that God has granted us, it will not stand the test of time. The only thing that will last is the things that we do for the kingdom. That's the only thing that will last. The hearts that you touched, the people that you showed up for, the people that know Christ because of you, the people that you've prayed for at their lowest points in their lives, the people that you just come alongside and say, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I'll walk with you. I don't know where we're going, 
As long as we both trust in God, let's go. Those are the only things that will last. But in order for us to tap into that, we must remain connected to the vine. If you actually, okay, Charmaine, I hear that. How do I stay connected to the vine? Just like you do with any other relationship. If you tell someone you love them, but you don't spend time, you don't pay attention to the things not spoken, not to the things spoken, but to the things not spoken. If you're not attentive enough to that relationship, that relationship will fail and it will not produce the fruit that you desire. God is no different. God is simple. We just make it complicated. It's not about perfection. It's not about how much you do, how much good you do. It's about just simply being willing to submit your life into his hands and say, Father, you can do more with this than I can. In my greatest attempt, you can do more. And that power is for all of us, y'all. And it looks different for every single individual. Because what I've learned in my short period of living is that when God uses a person, he uses that person because he knows that he can flow through them. But a lot of us want God to just flow to us. What's the difference? When God flows through us, the blessing is spread. As, as Jesus said, for I am like broken bread and poured out wine here. All of you can eat from this. But when it only flows to you, you are like a brink, like a levee. It stops right there. And a lot of times in the body of Christ, the things that we pray for, the things that we ask God for, they're good, but it's only for us. It's only for us. We're at the center of it all. Not God, how can this blessing bless others? Father, bless me so I can bless somebody else. Father, give me wisdom, not for myself, but that I can talk that person that's on the ledge that's about to jump. Flow through me, Father. Yeah, I got my issues and my demons of my own. So in you flowing through me, I'm going to get taken care of. But I also have the mindset that, no, 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 it's not just for me. This is for everybody. That is how we gain access to that power because when we are connected to the true vine, we begin to think and move like the one who is the vine. Nothing that Jesus did was for self-gratification. Nothing that he did. Because he knew that in me doing this, it's going to get me killed. I don't want to die. Like, that's like Jesus felt that. <laughs> Father, can this cup pass from me? Please, is there another way? He didn't want to go that route. But he said, nevertheless, let thy will be done. Which means that even in the moments of despair, we still must stay connected to the vine. Even when it's uncomfortable, we still must stay connected to the vine. Because the moment we find ourselves unplugging from the vine, 
In John chapter 15, verse 5, it says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Zero. That's not the life that God wants for us as the body of Christ. That is not why Jesus Christ came and died on the cross so that we could produce nothing. The body of Christ, it should be miracles. It should be signs and wonders following everything that we do. Why? Because we serve the one true God. People should know who our God is by not just how we live, but by the things that we're able to accomplish. Because if the word says, well, there are two or more gathered, I am in the midst. That means there's power present. I believe it's power present right now. <laughs> I believe that those of you that came in here that you're looking for something, this is your answer to say, hey, I got my answer. As long as I stay connected to the vine, I'm going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I don't care what it looked like. What the song say? Rain came, wind blew, but my house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. So my circumstances don't reflect whether or not I'm, the power of God is effective. The circumstances reflect that, oh, God, you about to show up and do something crazy. You about to do something that eyes have not seen nor ears have heard. Because your word says it. And I hope y'all hear, I'm not just saying this stuff just because it's like, hey, bro, you got to preach. This is my life. When people see the energy that I have and all of these different things, y'all, sometimes it's not me. Because sometimes I don't want to do it. Sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes I just want people to leave me alone. Sometimes I'm going through my own stuff. And I'm just like, nope. Trying to dodge, folks. But I have to stay connected to the vine. Because I have to understand that my life is not my own. I have to understand that people draw near because of not Charmant, but because of the presence of God. People draw near because of the God Charmant serve, not because of Charmant. So if you see any goodness in me, like, oh, I like that. Hey, talk to God. It's not me. Sorry. If you did, if you thought that, I'm not going to let you do that to me. <laughs> Don't put that pressure on me. It's only by the power of God. It's only by the grace of God. And that same power is extended to us, ladies and gentlemen. There's a song that I often reflect on in, in this closing of one chapter of life. It's a song by Smokey Norfolk. Now, y'all, I'm not Carrington, but I'm not going to say the song. I'm going to sing the songs. I'm going to sing a bridge. But the lyrics of this song has literally gotten, gotten me through so many lows as well as highs in my life. And the, the, the song, the lyrics of the song that stand out the most to me, it, it starts off like this. Feels so good to make it this far. And I didn't think I could take it but so long. There were days I wanted to quit. And I said, surely this is it. But I held on. And I've watched this so-called friends turn and walked away. 
And in those times and moments, this is not the words, but this is what I felt. But God, you were there. And he finishes that verse at, but when my day turns to night and nothing seems just right, Lord, I thank you for my life. If there is anything, if there is anything that I want my second home, Rockford, Illinois, Forest City Church, to remember about me or to be thinking about is that we cannot be a church that operates in our own strength. We have to be a church that operates in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if we operate in anything outside of the power of the Holy Spirit, people get hurt. People get left out. People get ignored. People get marginalized. And the list goes on. When we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, we begin to see the Holy Spirit move like he did in Acts chapter 2. That when somebody had a need, it didn't matter the color of their skin. It didn't matter whether you thought that they should work harder or not. It did not matter that you thought that their life was better than yours so they should be able to produce what you produce. It's because God said so. It's because God's grace is sufficient. It's because God gives us what we actually don't deserve. In spite of ourselves. There is, there is no standard we have to meet in order for God to respond. All we have to do is just say, Lord, I'm willing to stay connected. Lord, I'm willing to lay my life down. That's it. That's a requirement. And as you begin to walk that out, you will find yourself walking in right standing, which is righteousness with God. Because it's not in our own strength that we can accomplish any good thing. But it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. And we all have access to that. And I want you to take that. I want you to believe that. When you find yourselves in situations, speak as if you know because you do know that you have this authority. To say, hey, you will be healed. Hey, you will make it through. With a level of confidence that will shake hell. Because hell is like, oh my God, they done learned something. I can't do, I can't, I can't, I can't roll for their feathers. Because they done learned that their power comes from above. So when you find yourself in moments like Jesus did with Pontius Pilate and he said, do you not know that I have the power to release you or free you? And Jesus just looked. <laughs> so you think, if I wanted to, I could command the angels to come down and not kill y'all, make y'all dissipate into thin air. But there is something that I have to accomplish so that the same power that I understand that I am connected to and my blood being shed, it flows to them. So they can have that same boldness. Forest City Church, my prayer is that you had that same boldness. My prayer is that although I'm not physically here, that I will begin 
to, 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 to sense the presence of the Holy Spirit dwelling in this place, moving in this place, changing lives in this place. As the slogan of the church is, long tables, low walls. That only happens with the power of the Holy Spirit. No strategy, no philosophy. That only happens with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Father, thank you for your presence. Lord, thank you for the journey. Father, thank you for the things that you do that we don't understand. Father, thank you for the hurt that matures us. Father, thank you for every no that prepares us for the yes. Father, let your people witness the power that you possess, Father. Father, let healing break out. Father, let freedom break out. Father, let people begin to love and experience the goodness of God like never before, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are in this place, Father. We're never waiting on you. You're waiting on us to say yes. You're waiting on us to respond. Father, let our faith be increased that we would know you more, that we would be able to be witnesses like in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Receive the power and be witness in all the earth that wherever we see darkness, we will be the light. That wherever we see pain, we will be the comfort. That wherever we see brokenness, we would be there to help men whatever broken pieces back together through the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, strengthen us for the days and the journey ahead. For we don't know what's ahead, Father, but we know with you we can accomplish and overcome anything. So, Father, we honor you. We bless you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen.